So this is going to be, I think, kind of a combined shot and special features or bonus features a little bit because yeah. we just kind of want to go through Roland Emmerich's filmography. And what I thought would kind of be the shot aspect of it is us picking what our favorite, what our favorite Roland one. Emmerich yeah, that's was. good. I like that. I, I like think that. that. But then also we can kind of just go through everything he's done. We've we named most of them. There were some big ones we missed. Not big ones, but some weird ones we missed. So let's go through. I'm scrolling all the way back. He's got... Whoa. Okay. Hang on. I'm actually looking Hang too. on. Hang on. Whoa. So his first features, all the way back in 1984... Hey, boo. <laughs> she was rubbing... I saw, your, I saw your mic stand move because <laughs> the cat was rubbing against it. Yeah. Dude, these are totally sci-fi movies. Too. They are. Yeah, absolutely. So the Noah's Ark principle... Near the end of the 20th century, WMDs, Weapons of Mass Destruction, are retired. However, certain factions plan to use a science space station as a weapon against each other. The astronauts inside will decide the world's fate. Okay. That ties into even the movie we fucking just watched. Absolutely. Interesting. His second movie from 1985, Making Contact... Believing to be able to communicate with his deceased father, a young boy develops psychic powers where he uses them to try to stop supernatural forces threatening his family and friends, especially a possessed ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> All right. Maybe okay. that's the inspiration so now, for R.L. Stein's uh, <laughs> Slappy. Now he's, he's dabbling. His next movie, also a paranormal movie, Ghost Chase which the plot of that is in an old Hollywood mansion, the spirit of an old family retainer, an old family retainer inhabits an old grandfather clock. When a movie company uses the mansion for a film, the spirit inhabits the body of a prosthetic robot based on the photo of the butler who then persuades the two filmmakers to track down the great-grandfather's fortune before the old house is destroyed, revealing a family scandal. Oh no, my nose is bleeding. (laughs) That's way too much. (laughs) You want me to read that again real quick? No. That was a lot. That is insane. That's the plot of Ghost Chase, and there's just that still some ghosts behind prison bars. Um, oh. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, 1990, then, he did Moon 44, which the plot of that is an unconventional, excuse me, an unconventional Corporate agent is given the task of shaping a group of violent criminals and technical wizards into a helicopter defense force assigned to protect a mining station on a remote moon. Not going to lie, that one sounds pretty legit. Here's a, here, hold on, here's a longer bio. Let me read this. In 2038, Earth's mineral resources are drained. There are space flights for the last deposits on other planets and satellites. This is the situation when one... This is the situation... (laughs) Don't write it that way. This is the situation. When one of the bigger mining corporations has lost many mineral moons, except one of the many... uh, One and many... uh, Fuck, no. Whoever wrote this did a terrible job. Sorry, the short one was better. That was horse shit. Fuck off. Um... Then we get to 1992, Universal Soldier. Ooh, the the movie starring Jean Claude Gosh Darn and, and Drago, Dolph, old old Drago <laughs> Lundgren. Um, 
since I'm reading plots, two rifle soldiers <laughs> who were killed in Vietnam are brought back to life in a top secret military experiment that creates superhuman warriors. That's how you write a fucking synopsis right there. Boom. That's an elevator pitch right there. To the there. point. That's an elevator pitch. Whoever wrote that one. Sounds fucking awesome. That's how you hook me. Boom. That I'm into. I even know that movie, and I, I mean, I've only seen parts of it, and it's not great. That, though, that bio right there, that hooks me. I like that. Uh, 1994. You were close. You said 93. I did say 93. 94, Stargate. Uh, am I just still reading plot synopses? Sure. Right, yeah, yeah. An interstellar teleportation device found in Egypt leads to a planet with humans resembling ancient Egyptians who worship the god Ra, which, um, Ra, Ra sorry, R-A. I sound like I said Ra. Who worship that god Ra. Ra. I'm going to worship him Ra. <laughs> no protection. I've worshipped so hard I'm Ra. <laughs> Because uh, I think what they're leaving out is that the Ra is actually a, a alien, right? Isn't that the reveal? I think so. Because the Stargate takes him to like a planet. But I they... believe he's the Egyptian sun god. That's what Ra is. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't it the reveal that Ra is actually? A, I think that... so because they use alien technology. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then so he goes from ninety four and, and then ninety six. The big Independence one. Day. Let's see what the IMDb synopsis. This is a really short one. The aliens are coming, and their goal is to invade and destroy Earth. Fighting superior technology, mankind's best weapon is the will to survive. That's an, that's that's a tagline if I've ever so, seen one. Interesting fact. While you were doing that, I was looking at his writing credits. Yeah. So he wrote. Um, yeah, these are only director credits I'm looking at. Out of the seven movies you listed, he wrote six of them. Universal Soldier was the only one he did not write. The only one he didn't write. Yeah. Who wrote that one? Oh, I don't know. Billy Wilder. Was uh, it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Obviously, Billy Wilder is a very good writer. Who did write Stargate? Let me see. Oh, okay. He was... he uh, Written by Dean Devlin. I know that name. He wrote... Um, My IMDb app quits anytime I click on writers. Why are you trying to silence writers, IMDb? Very strange. Is there a strike going on right now? We're trying to... Fuck, anytime I click on the writer credits, my IMDb app fucking crashes. Uh, he wrote Godzilla. The 1997 or 98, sorry, 98 yep, version. Yep, his version. Matthew Broderick. His version. Well, yeah, let me let me get back. He, he's produced a lot of films. I'll say that because I'm I have to scroll past his producer credits. He's very heavily involved in the Stargate world as far as television well, as well. I don't think he's heavily involved. I think he gets a credit because he was the writer and director of that one, so he gets to be the executive producer on all uh, the okay. other ones. I don't. Makes I, I doubt he actually did anything for them. Sure. But after Independence Day, then yeah, was Godzilla, the 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 little 98 reboot they did here where they were basically just trying to rip off Jurassic Park, but with Godzilla this time. Um let me see what the plot synopsis for this then one. Then he has a he has a gap here for writing. Did he what did he direct after Godzilla? So right after Godzilla then was so that was 98 2000, I forgot this one, The Patriot the Mel Gibson okay. Revolutionary War That's movie. That's quite a uh, departure from his usual. It's a smaller scale. Still a big movie. You know, a lot because it's a period piece, a lot going on there. But still, not no cities got destroyed. No aliens. One. Yeah, no, no aliens. What a twist that would have been. Uh, <laughs> 2000, the next, his next directorial after that was 2004, The Day After Tomorrow, which is, hey, what if things got real cold? Uh, th wow, then another four-year break. 2008, 10,000 B.C., which what what if what if saber tooth tiger is in movie um then interesting i thought it came out a little later in 2009 was the movie 2012 i remember that coming out in 2012 i thought but i guess not huh yeah i guess not 
Came Interesting. Because we were were we we were already freaking out about the Mayan calendar then. I guess. Already then we were? Because I guess we were past Y2K, so we're like, well, we've got to move on to the what's, next. What's our next fucking thing to freak out about? Right. Interesting. And then 2011, I forgot about this one, but he did Anonymous, which was his movie about um, who he, who like, who is, I can't remember the name of the guy, but who is uh, thought to be the guy who actually wrote Shakespeare's plays. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, the Earl of Oxford's, because okay. recent Fonz played that. Uh, but so that was about the what if that was true? Yeah. How did he use Shakespeare oh, so to get his You mean plays? more conspiracy theory? That's what I mean. <laughs> That's what I mean, Dustin. Um, then he did a TV movie called Dark Horse. Never heard of it. Then in 2013, he did White House Down, which is your... This was, again, this came out the same year as Olympus Has Fallen. Uh, it's one of those... Olympus those, Has Fallen and Aaron Eckhart in it. We one of those... About Aaron Eckhart. Yeah, he was the president, right? He's the president. Yeah. Him. One of those studio battles they love to do. A little bit. Your Armageddon yeah. Deep Impact, your Tombstone yeah. Wyatt Earp. Yeah. Uh, but this was that. And I've, I've heard his is actually kind of fun, but I I've, I have not seen it because I did not uh, care. Um, but that was 2013. And then he did. I had this one. I had no idea. Did 2015. He did a movie called Stonewall, which is about the Stonewall riots. The Stonewall. We've talked about it. We talked about it in Sharktoberfest. The Stonewall riots in New York about the the. the gay club that got ransacked so they yeah, rioted we did talk about this he made a movie about it i've never heard of i feel like someone that big of a a fucking name in in blockbuster filming especially doing this movie about i don't know this this gay liberation movie he takes weird turns here and there i feel like I'm that seeing. would have got some some notice but it i've never heard of this it's got some actors in it too Joey King, Caleb Landry Jones. I recognize them from things. Yeah. Huh. I, I just, that that blew my mind that he directed that. Because that's not, you know, unless it really ends with like, they burned down all of New York. Then maybe, maybe this is his version. Yeah. This is his Tarantino version watch this. of yeah. the Stonewall yeah, riots. Yeah, the reimagining. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then his next movie, 2016, Appendance Day Resurgence, which I did not, Appendance Day, is that what I said? Appendance? I don't know. Independence Day Resurgence. Um, did not see it. Did not care to. I think I did, and it was bad. I heard it was really bad. I, mean, I waited. Usually this happens. I'll wait quite a few years before I'll like take the plunge Check on some out. of these. And then it hits a day where I'm just like, all right. Did not see it. Could not give two shits. His next movie, 2019, didn't realize he did this. Midway. About the Battle of Midway yeah. in World War II. So I feel like that's really his. I feel like him, every now and then him and like Michael Bayer in an arms race. You know, Michael Bay did Pearl Harbor. Yeah. You know what I mean? They have that kind of... It is kind of weird, like, all right, I guess I got to do one of these. Yeah. And then his next movie, 2022. Moonfall. Moonfall. Um, so, I guess first, like, let's talk about... We talked about it a little bit, but it's just his disaster movies, we talked about it during the review, but his his hallmarks for that are you have... This movie has a couple things that happen straight up in Independence Day too. Like, when one of the marauders gets killed by the truck flying out of his car, and he goes, ah, oh, shit... Was exactly Independence like, Day. Exactly like fucking a Harvey Firestein yeah. when he's like, oh, oh brother. brother. Oh, yeah. God. You know, and then the yeah. car lands on his car. Always the, those moments. He loves those in his movies where someone Wasn't, just goes, ah, oh, beans. And then there they was get something, by something in Day After Tomorrow, too. 
For sure. For sure. There was something. It was like either the, the tornado coming or something. I cannot. Well, it happens a couple times because in that one, you have the reporter talking and then he gets hit by a billboard. Yeah. And then the one guy like storms out of an office and then he hears noise. He goes back in and then the whole building's missing. Yeah. It doesn't even open. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's, a, there's a lot of like, oh, a, a, a what now? A yeah. lot of those moments happen in okay. his movies. And this one, that's what I mean, where it's like this movie was a blending of his oh, movies. Yeah. Because it had that stuff in it. Well, and then just like he does in all of his movies where he splits the two splits groups. Up, yeah, and the then, two groups. And then some it's like, well, they're not going to be able to like fix the movie, but I'm going to have him get attacked by stuff. Like They just have to go through the ringer. Like, he, yeah. has, he has characters who Yeah, it's are, always like Group B. Yeah, Group B just has to... like Shit happens to him. Group A is trying to solve the movie. They're yeah. trying to save whatever's happening. That Even in Independence Day, Group A is Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna get the virus into this computer. Bill Pullman. We're, we're trying to solve the alien yeah. problem. Group B is Vivica Fox, the president's wife, Will Smith's son. We're just stuck in fucking L.A. Yeah, we're just trying to make amongst it. Amongst all the and explosions. There's kind of a Group C, and they're the ones, um, in, Quaid, Quaid, Randy Quaid's kids. I would consider them, they're not in Group B, but I would consider them. That's why I said Group C. B tier, though I'd say, because but they're doing yeah. the same thing they're Group same B thing. is yeah, doing. Yeah. You know, they're kind of just scrambling it's to just, like. I guess Independence Day was a little bit bigger movie, so they had a little more. In Independence Day, like it's a good movie. I like Independence Day. It's a, I do like, too. It's it's a big dumb movie, but man, it was a big dumb movie of its time. You know what I mean? Oh, that was for '97. That was changed the game for big right. dumb movies at the yeah. time. You know. Um, yeah, but he does that all because again we mentioned it day after tomorrow. You have Dennis Quaid's trying to figure out what's happening, and apparently he loves the Quaids. He lo- yeah, he loves the Quaids. I mean, one of the Quaids is broken now, so you can't really use them. <laughs> no, but and I but, think hey, Dennis Quaid's hey, becoming a. But there's another one out there. There's there's an offspring, Jack Quaid. Jack Quaid. That's Dennis Quaid's son, who the star of the boys. That's Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid's so, son. Get after him. I uh, I know a guy who knows him. So whoa, I basically know the Quaid. You basically know the Quaid. You have an in, <laughs> bro. You're in. Also, the guy I know, I barely know, <laughs> and he's also been on TV and stuff too. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this is my. I have a real six degrees of kind of someone. <laughs> this is what I got going in my life. Um, I know enough people now to almost know somebody. Um. Yeah, but like, but like, yeah, with with the Quades, Dennis Quaid, you know, he's trying to figure out. He's not trying to solve it, but he's like trying to figure out the science of global warming, blah blah. And day after tomorrow, Jake Gyllenhaal just has to survive. Yes, what's his happening. one goal is to help his friends make it through this tragedy. Twenty twelve, you have characters who are like actually trying to like talk about what's happening and like the arcs of people civilization escaping, and then some people who are just driving through trying the fucking to get chaos. out of the city. Yep. That's kind of his thing. It's like here's some who just have to deal with the shit. Here's some who are trying to solve the shit. Yes, that's a, and he it's really a formula. He really likes to absolutely, stick to. and he's fucking doing it in Spades and Moonfall too, where it's it's so transparent. I'm just like anyway. So these are the ones who are just gonna like drive around now, and some shit's gonna explode. <laughs> I'm phoning in you guys. Um, so let's get into this. I th- I think we've kind of already answered it. You know what? Actually, I'm gonna make it harder. I'm gonna make it harder on you, Dustin. What is your favorite Roland Emmerich movie besides Independence, Independence Day? Independence Day is <laughs> off the table. It's I the clear, knew it. It's the clear choice. Independence Day is off the table. If you have to pick another Roland Emmerich, and this is hard too because I've I haven't seen many of them in years. I haven't seen half of them. Okay, because let, let's just well, let's give some love to Independence Day. It's the clear winner, hands down. Spectacle. We were at the perfect age for it. 
It changed big blockbuster movies. It really did. Because it was like... Because honestly, you had Jurassic Park in 93. Yeah. The next big fucking blockbuster it, holy shit movie was Independence Day. It kind of brought back the summer blockbuster. Absolutely it did. Absolutely yeah, Of going did. over the top. It was massive. And what they did... Like, you you never saw a movie... It's, it's funny because that was the first movie where you saw all of the major cities and landmarks get destroyed, which is so common now. And even in comic book movies, they're constantly just blowing up recognizable things. That's true. Independence Day was the first one to be to like... just break the world. Oh, y'all see the White House? Ba-boom. Oh, uh, uh, Empire State Building? Ba-boom. Oh, yeah. And they celebrated it, too. Just celebrated Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And it was fucking great. They did it perfectly. So, like, that's, that's like... Roland Emmerich's masterpiece is Independence Day, I would say. Yeah. He's been just trying to replicate that ever since. Literally to the point where he made a sequel fucking 20 years later. <laughs> and couldn't get Will Smith back, which mm. was a crying shame. Uh, I'm going to say for, I think the time I watched it and with the cast, probably Day After Tomorrow is my next favorite. I know it's, it's not pass- a good movie. It's, it's not passable. a good movie. It's passable. But I still enjoy it. It does what it needed to do. Yeah. You need to flood Because again, I like the cast. The like ca- Jake yeah. Hall. Yeah. Emmy Rossum is awesome. Sure. Is she in that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, she's the love interest. I, I got Jake. it. I I I once, once you said you her said name, that, yeah. I knew who she, what part she'd be filling because yeah. uh, none of these. Movies have you ever seen have. her in um, Fan of the Opera? By the way. Yeah, she's amazing. She's great in that. That movie is also not great, but no, she's but great. Her in singing it. is she's like, great in it. Holy shit! Yeah. yeah, yeah. Directed by Joel Schumacher. So weird. Weird, right? Weird. Which is funny because he took over the Batman movies yes, when and, also Fan of the Opera should have been directed by Tim Burton and put nipples on them. Yeah, weird. Okay. He put nipples on the Phantom. <laughs> he did. Guys, this, nip, this Phantom needs nipples. He did sound like fucking Charles Nelson Riley. Anytime I heard him talking, yes, go, do it. <laughs> like he's he is a fascinating fucking interview, by the way, Joel Schumacher. I can imagine because I read a, I read a big interview with like the New York Times or something like that. It was all of him just talking about like how he was like a young man in New York and he fucked everyone in the city. <laughs> and I'm like, Joel, get him. It was just all of his like wild shit he did in the sixties in New York, and no matter who you are, that's a good read. <laughs> that's a good read. So yeah, day after tomorrow. Day after tomorrow. Um, I would. I guess maybe. I even though I forgot he did the Patriot, I'd maybe say you know. And I haven't seen. It. I've seen it once. Oh, okay. See, I saw one a few times when I was younger. When it was out, I remember watching it a few times. I liked it. It is also great cast. Great cast. Mel Gibson. No problem with him. He's a great. We find he's out a, how horrendous no, he is. Mel Gibson's still great. Great man, still great. Boy, we're still just putting him in movies like he didn't do everything he did. Huh? It is funny they've forgotten. They are really all trying about to that. Ignore all of his wild, drunken anti-Semitism and like threatening of his wife and every. Wow, man, we're really he looking, really got away with that one. Boy, it's funny that we're still canceling Aziz Ansari, but. <laughs> But Mel Gibson. But good old Mel. I guess through. Mel's back in movies now. Mel's in movies again, huh? Uh, Interesting. But at least Heath Ledger's in that one. He and he's good in that. He's, he's great good in, that. in that. He's good in that. Side note on Heath Ledger, by the way, recently rewatched uh, A Knight's Tale. That's what a good fucking movie. It is. What a good fucking. You movie. know, it's fun because it's so different for a period piece. It's so fucking good. Yeah. It's such a good little movie. It's a perfect well, little crowd-pleasing flick. And he's great in it. He's so charming. He's so fucking charming. Yeah. He's so charming. Ugh. And well, then he showed us his range in The Dark Knight. So it's like, what a t- terrible thing to happen because he was such a talent. For sure. For sure. Death is bad. And that's our that's always been our stance on this show. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've, we, we've stood by that. We're going we to continue by, to stand we by We continue. It. 
Death is bad. We continue to state in every episode, death is bad and we don't like it. I don't know why that's so funny. <laughs> Listen, guys, and you know me. Death is bad and I don't like it, but... <laughs> Oh, okay. Huh. But yeah, <laughs> Heath Ledger. Man, we just discovered it now. Good actor. It was sad he died. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe The Patriot? I haven't seen Stargate in fucking forever. I haven't either. I remember that liking it when possibly, I was a kid. That could possibly I smell surpass. a movie we might have to cover. Yeah, I could be into that. That feels like that. That feels like our show. Stargate. Who's all in that? I know Kurt Russell. Is James, James Spader? Spader? James Spader's in I that. I so. I forget who else. Those are the, I, two, that, I those are the two I have in my head, too. Some lady, I bet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet there's a lady or two. I know there's a female lead. I can't remember who it is, though. I right? can't either. But I remember she's, I think she's like the Egyptologist or whatever. Okay. That makes I can't sense. can't remember who it is, though. I, for the life of me, no clue. Bridget Fonda. Sure. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up right now. Did I guess it correct? Let me see if it was Bridget Fonda. I know. I'm trying to think of other 90s leading actresses. I was trying to think. Who's the chick in uh, uh, Men in Black? I forget her name. Mm, Not seeing anybody. No. Oh, uh, uh, Jaiman Hunzao is in it. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name. The guy from Blood Diamond. Yes. He's in it. That must have been one of his first roles, I bet. Jay Davidson was raw. I do remember that. Jay Davidson... Um, who was famously in uh, the Crying Game was their big famous one because they, uh, um, I, be- I believe, I, I, this is tough because I, I, I think they present as male but would like would play very because in the Crying Game the reveal is that the woman is is a man, a man. yeah 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 I remember that same as the Ace Ventura plot. <laughs> uh, I don't know. This sounds like a movie we should revisit. The Crying Game. I was thinking Stargate, probably. Stargate, yes. but we can do the crying game. I mean, I'm, I'll try it. I've actually never seen it. I've never seen I haven't that either, one. So, like, I'll, I'll it was a, it. I, it was a big fucking deal when it came out. That's one of those ones like I know pop culture reference wise. I've never seen. I don't really know anybody who's seen it. But it was such a it was such a big like blow your fucking mind twist right at the very end when because I've ever, I've even seen the end and like I've seen that scene. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, scene. Exactly. yeah, yeah. I've seen this, you've seen it in like top ten biggest twists yeah. in movies. Hi everybody, I'm whatever for Watch Mojo. Yeah. And here's the ten biggest twists in movies that you already know. Number ten, usual suspects. Verbal Kint is Kaiser Soze. Yeah, we all know this. We knew this. You've discovered nothing new. <laughs> <laughs> I'm realizing how how few of his movies I've actually seen. I've seen like only a handful. I've seen Stargate. Yeah. I've um, seen Stargate, I've seen Independence Day, Godzilla, Godzilla is straight trash. Uh, yeah, one of the worst. One of the worst. Uh, the Patriot, Day After Tomorrow, and then not till Moonfall. So I've seen six of his movies because I never, I never saw White House Down. I never saw Twenty Twelve, Ten Thousand BC. I never saw. I any think of those. I've seen bits and pieces of Twenty Twelve. I don't think I've actually watched the whole thing. Hmm. That's got. Is it John Cusack? That's in that a John one? Cusack. Okay. Yeah. And Woody Harrelson's in that one. We talked about. Yes. Him in yes. A, yes. He's a conspiracy theorist, right? That or like a monk or something. I don't know. That movie's got a cast to it. Holy shit! Twenty twelve. John Cusack, Tandy Newton. Yeah. Uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Um, you'd know him. I know. I, him, I, but I, I absolutely. Not. I absolutely may not be pronouncing his name correctly, but that guy. Oh, I fucking love that dude. That guy's amazing. 
I, I love that dude. I don't know from Ten Years a Slave and Doctor Strange. Uh, Doctor Strange um, um, he's Serenity. Yes, he's he's great in that. You ever seen Red? Is it Red Ball or Black? I can't remember what the fuck that's called. It's, a, it's like a jujitsu one where he comes up with this method where you draw these balls and then. Depending which one you, color you get, there's a disadvantage to the fighter. It's very indie obscure, but I like to. Don't know that one at all. It sounds very interesting. Yeah. No, but I I fucking love that. He's one of my like my favorite actors. I still, yeah. Again, I do not know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly at all, but I just I like I, his voice it, and his cadence. Oh, he's in Kinky Boots, the movie Kinky Boots. Yeah. He, he plays the drag queen in that. Isn't he's uh, fucking amazing? Is in that. Joel Edgerton. Joel Edgerton's yep. in that. I thought so. That movie's really really wonderful yeah i've yet to see the musical i know it's been a big deal Yeah, he plays the one who comes in and then joel makes the shoes for for her well, yeah, right well, yeah 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 he brings in it because yeah because he's he plays a drag queen yeah who comes in because the whole thing is it's a boot factory and they're going to turn it and like they don't know how to keep making money so yeah. they decided because he finds out that drag queens can't find boots in their sizes yeah so they decide to turn it over to making you know these fabulous boots but in men's sizes right. for drag queens it's a really wonderful movie. I think I've seen that one and I liked it. Yeah. Nick Frost is in it. He plays one of the bigot factory workers who then comes around and it's it's just a really really it's a true story. It's a really fun movie. I have not seen the musical. I'd like to. The music is by um uh Cindy Lauper. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I've heard great things about it. I think it won Tonys and stuff like that. But yeah, I've heard that that it is a musical. I've heard that too for yeah, sure. They turned to that. The, the movie's not a musical. No, I know, I know the, that. The, yeah, the, but the, I know the, it the got stage turned into. Yeah, yeah. Oliver Platt's in. Fuck yeah! In 2012, Tom McCarthy, who I know him more as, he was an actor. He was in a few things, but he also is the director of uh, Spotlight and The Visitor and a couple other movies like okay. that. He's become a good director. He's in season five of The Wire. Uh, Woody Harrelson, Danny Glover. Danny. He's too old for this shit. Um, that is the end of People I Know. <laughs> <laughs> Still a good list. Pretty good. For, for a Roland Emmerich movie, that's the thing. It, this one, too, with Moonfall, it felt like a... Halle Berry and Patrick Wilson are people I like. Yes. But, like... Halle was kind of making a resurgence. She's been... She's a git kind of now she's doing yeah. better but like you know she is she's still a get patrick wilson like we talked about he never really broke to being like main no, he's in everything though he is and i always like his he's character great. i love patrick wilson yeah i think he's really I've great always enjoyed him in most roles he does but he's just one of those guys who never like cracked that next no that he next never hit the level. a-list echelon Again, yeah he got stuck in the Aaron Eckhart abyss that's yeah. why he got stuck I like Aaron Eckhart too, but he's tr- sorry you you done trapped there. No, and it's it's one of those things too where if you don't keep working consistently, you will be forgotten. It's real easy, it's real easy to end up in Aaron Eckhart abyss. Yeah. Um, have we done anything here? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like now we just named things yeah. we recognized for a while. So I'm I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick for my my favorite non Independence Day role number. I'm gonna pick the Patriot. I haven't seen okay. it in years, but it's one I remember watching several times. And when I think about it, I still remember the beats, and I still enjoy yeah. the beats. Day after tomorrow, I just remember a couple of specific moments, but then that's it. I once, think I, I watched it a lot when I was it, younger, and it struck a chord, so it kind of stuck with me. I remember enjoying it when I saw it in theaters. Like, yeah. that, that'd be my third pick, probably. Yeah. But, I mean, clearly his his best movie he's ever made is Independence Day. Hands down. <laughs> Obviously, very clearly, the best yeah. movie he's made is Independence Day. Um because while I'm not one of those people who's just like Independence Day is genius, it's a good fucking popcorn movie though. It's yeah. a really good. Well, and he got Will movie. Smith at his height, at his at his absolute prime. That's yeah. that is peak. Maybe not peak, but like that's pretty your, damn that's, close. That's yeah, right before his peak. 
Will Smith. Yeah. You're getting great gold bloom before he got too gold bloomy. It's <laughs> a good way to put it. Yes. You know what I mean? He Absolutely. Goldblum didn't buy into the cult of gold bloom no, so much. He yet. was still being an actor. Yeah. And not being a gold. Yeah, Jeff, he, was, he was just yeah. a quirky actor before he became Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, because now he's just hit that. Like in yeah. uh, uh, Thor Ragnarok, he's just playing Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, which is pretty impressive. They got hired to be in a Marvel movie playing an alien character, and they're like, yeah, but just be Jeff Goldblum. Just, yeah, just please just be Jeff. <laughs> I, uh, 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 I'm, uh, uh, I'm an alien. <laughs> Thor, yeah, your hammer. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to cut your hair. I'm going to cut your hair. Uh, uh, you're I, gonna you're gonna fight the I, Hulk. I, 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 I must go faster. Must go faster. <laughs> fight! Fight the Green Hulk. Fight! Fight, the, uh, 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 fight the fight the big man. I'd like you to fight the the big man. What's uh, um, uh, uh, yes, yes. Locky, <laughs> uh, 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 Locky, come here, come here, <laughs> Locky. Uh, everyone, what do you mean? My 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 good friend Locky, he's here to uh, to help us out with the the upcoming competition. Uh, 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 yes, yes, <laughs> Locky, that's very. I funny. just feel like he would say he that. would say Locky. Uh, uh, my my favorite character from those movies is is, is Locky. Uh, 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 Tom Hiddleston is so <laughs> uh, what a wonderful actor. Love working with him. Um, I well, I I mean. I think we have to be done. We legally have to. <laughs> um, yeah, this is either a... a I think GarageBand's going to just stop here very soon. <laughs> yeah, my computer will just shut off. <laughs> It'll just, a little thing. Are you still there? Are you still recording? There's no way. 